Welcome to Ageless by Rescue. This podcast is devoted to exploring the science of rejuvenation, uncovering the most trusted experts, the must-have products, innovations, and technology in the field of vitality, aesthetics, new beauty, and cosmetic enhancement. Jason Greenwood is an international best-selling author and an award-winning cosmetic chemist. Nicknamed by her customers as the fairy godmother of skin, she has helped thousands of people achieve the skin they have only dreamed about through her international brand, Rococo Botanicals, recognized as the fastest growing beauty brand in Asia Pacific. With numerous awards under her belt, Jacine is well known professionally in the beauty and cosmetic industry for both innovation and stellar results. Training initially as a beauty therapist in her early 20s, she went on to further her career and became a registered nurse. She retrained as a cosmetic chemist, driven primarily by her own frustrations and desire to treat her skin conditions of cystic acne and rosacea, which she had experienced since her teens. Her depth of knowledge on genetics, nutrition, autoimmune disorders, and skin is truly remarkable as is her passion for healing the often invisible emotional scars that skin conditions can leave us with. Jacine has now, having conquered this category with multi-million dollar and award-winning results, Jacine has now turned her attention to formulating remarkable treatments to treat skin laxity, cellulite, and stubborn fat deposits on the body. In this episode, Jason shares her years of deep research, insights, and experience in treating skin conditions such as adult acne, rosacea, and autoimmune skin conditions, and shares surprising steps that can transform the health of our largest organ. We explore the link between genetics, diet, and lifestyle in reversing skin aging and the treatments and ingredients that actually work. Skincare science is part research, part formulation, and part alchemy, and this approach has led to Jacine creating a brand and products that have quietly set about disrupting the multi-billion dollar beauty industry and what we have been told about hope in a jar. This episode is in partnership with Rococo Botanicals, and I'm so excited to bring Jacine Greenwood to the Ageless by Rescue podcast. Jason, I'm so happy to speak to you. I feel like I feel like this podcast is really two stories. One is the kind of the ageless story about the woman who completely re-engineered her life. And then the other one is about cystic acne, rosacea, problematic skin, and all the, you know, all the things that we're really interested in from a, an external point of view. So let's start with you because I think like a lot of great entrepreneurs and a lot of great stories in the beauty and wellness industry, necessity was the mother of invention and you had to find a solution to a debilitating skin condition that had you so disconnected from who you were as a person that you started to not look at yourself in the mirror and that that's not a story I haven't heard before, and it's really sad, but gosh, isn't it the ultimate kick in the bum? Uh, absolutely. Like for me, starting my brand honestly was not something that I ever intended to do. For the first six months I even entertained the idea, I actually thought to myself, well, you're not smart enough, Jason. You're not a chemist. Because when I started, I wasn't a chemist, and I am now, 
But when I started, I wasn't. So for me, it was it was frustration because I, I had been suffering from, from cystic acne at that time for nearly 20 years. And even though I'd gone to the dermatologist and I'd I'd sought advice from beauty therapists and skin clinics, none of that was working. The dermatologist worked for a while, but it made my skin super sensitive. And so for me, it was it was sheer frustration of not being able to find an answer, but also to like looking at my beautiful mother and she still even had acne. And I thought, so I'm not going out of this. You know, like my my brand when I first started it, I had a brand prior and I remember at 34 looking in the mirror going, this is great. Now I've got wrinkles and pimples. And I thought, oh, this my is God, how many fair. times have we had that conversation at a, you know, at lunch or dinner with friends? And it's like, whoa, you know, wrinkles and pimples perimenopause and period my god it's like the confluence of the worst things that could ever happen in your life kind of seem to hit and it's interesting you should say 35 because that seems to be the age that precursor age to if I'm going to change anything about my life now's the time absolutely I know the last time I actually also had makeup done professionally as well I had the makeup artist you know, when I started sharing my journey of of the brand and why I started it, she then poured her heart out to me to say that she'd been struggling with it for years as well. And the same, I had a stylist and again, the same thing. I think acne is not something that's really spoken about. And yet 50% of adult women get acne and the cosmetic industry hasn't really recognized this. Can I be honest? You know, most products that are on the market aren't suited for anyone who's acne prone. And so the challenge is, is that you go to use a product because you want to improve or something about your skin, or you go just use to use a foundation and you end up with major breakouts. So this is essentially why we created Rococo. Uh, it was specifically for people who do get acne prone skin, but also people who are super sensitive because the challenge when you've got a sensitive skin is everything stings or burns. And so they become very hesitant on trying products because I've had such a bad experience with them. And nobody ever has just one thing wrong with their skin either, Baha. Like most people have multiple things. Like for most women, we will have wrinkles and pigmentation or we will have wrinkles and acne or skin sensitivities. And so the challenge for them is, is they've almost given up on treating these other conditions in their skin because their sensitivities hold them back. So that is, again, why it was formulated. My children also developed eczema, and I get three types of eczema as well. So it's genetic. And so for me, I wanted to create something that would be safe for even a baby skin. Like my baby granddaughter now is six months, but she was born with eczema as well. One of the things that I, I was loved hearing about your story, and I wanted you on the podcast for this reason, you've just touched on it, is the multiple um, skin conditions that we have. And you're absolutely right. The cosmetic industry has to touch a broad range of things. So when we do go into a pharmacy, a cosmetic store, or even see our therapist, they're going to, they always, you know, even in the forms that we fill out is what are your primary concerns? So yep. We often tick the primary concerns being the visible things, but it's the invisible things that are harder to treat. I would like to peel it back a step, and I'd love for you, now that you are a cosmetic chemist and you're also trained to be, be a beauty therapist in your quest 
to heal your own skin and your skin conditions. Let's get some definitions in place and and a little bit of the science. What causes adult acne and specifically cystic acne? So adult acne is, is essentially genetic. For, for most women, it will be genetic. So they'll either have a parent who has had acne prior. If they've got two parents, as my children do, it's a double whammy for them. So they've got two sets of parents. So essentially with the genetics of acne, there's a um, there's a gene basically that basically chews through the vitamin A. And so they might have vitamin A in their diet or they may be applying it topically and it just goes through it very, very quickly. And this is why vitamin A and vitamin A alternatives, which is what we use, have been the mainstay for acne treatment for so long. So if you were to look at things like Retin-A cream or Roaccutane, they're all vitamin A. And vitamin A is regulating um, gene profile expression, but also skin turnover. And so essentially they have a genetic predisposition. If they were to get acne, say at 23 or 24, and they've no uh, prior history of it as a teenager, it's often gynecological. So polycystic ovaries can often strike in our early to mid-20s. It's, it's becoming more and more prevalent. It used to be the career woman's disease. It is no longer. And so if they've never had acne prior and they're suddenly starting to break out in cystic acne, my advice would be to go and get referred to a gynecologist and just check that you don't have ovarian cysts or that you don't have endometriosis because they can cause issues with your skin, especially polycystic ovaries, because it elevates the testosterone that is naturally in our body, but it puts it on steroids and that will result in acne breakouts particularly for for young women if they do have it. So what is the difference between a pimple and cystic acne? So a pimple is quite, it's quite minor and it's at the top of the mouth of the follicle or a cystic acne, what ends up happening is you'll actually have the follicle split under the skin and the inflammation will go to the surrounding follicles. And literally what the body will do is it will literally encapsulate it to control the infection. And that's what so those boils and those raised yes. kind of pustular yes. um, mountains that you would see in cystic acne. Yep. That's actually the body's way of defending itself. Correct, correct. And you'll find that if you look at them, they'll have like three or four um, pores that are involved with it. It's not just one. So um, for anyone who gets acne, they can relate to this. They may have more than one, what we call a head on them. So there'll be more than one um, follicle that's affected with it. Jason, what about diet and, um, you know, you touched on hormones, but, you know, there's always the age-old thing, you know, does chocolate give me breakout? Uh, Can milk uh, or dairy products affect, you know, um, topical skin conditions? What is the science behind diet, nutrition and lifestyle and acne? Definitely diet has an impact. So if you are not acne-prone, You eating chocolate is not going to affect your skin. But if you are acne prone, because it is genetic, um, they have have shown with journal studies that uh, drinking milk consumption or drinking any milk or dairy will elevate your testosterone internally and you will end up breaking out. So So it's not the milk, it's the effect that it has on your endocrine system and the production of the testosterone. 
Correct. I understand. And, and cocoa was the same. So we found with the um, adoption of the paleo diet and there's so much more breakout. So things like cocoa, they've done journal studies on it where just one single consumption of two and a half grams led to a 50% breakouts within less than a week. And that was just one consumption. So, so it's, not the, it's not the sugar, it's the cocoa. Sugar will do it as well. but right. Because sugar causes inflammation. I mean, I think we're kind of well-versed in, you yes. know, that sugar causes inflammation. If you want to protect your skin and expand, you know, the health of your skin, you want to reduce sugar. But what does cocoa do? I'm, I'm sorry, I missed so that. Co- cocoa has actually been shown in clinical journal studies to actually increase the percentage of breakouts by 50, up to 50% within wow. less than a week. Um, sugar, what it does is it it actually, again, there are receptors in the sebaceous gland that respond to sugar. And what it actually does is it causes hyperproliferation. And when you've got hyperproliferation mixed with um, sebum that's not very fluid, it causes a, a clogging at the top of the follicle. And so they will end up having a breakout as a result of it. So sugar also lowers our immunity, which I believe you touched on as well. And that's a challenge for acne-prone clients because it means the bacteria can sort of take a hold and alter their microbiome. Let's talk about that because I think you you brought up microbiome and that is going to be, you know, that's the next kind of frontier in skincare. I have re- received that many invitations and press releases and products that yep. claim to be probiotic, prebiotic, protecting the microbiome. What is the microbiome and how does this play into the conversation around sensitive skin, acne-prone skin? And and I'd love to talk about rosacea as well because I know you're an expert in that area too. So the microbiome is the natural flora or organisms that are living on our skin. And the challenge is because we live in a world of computer exposure where we get a lot of blue light Um, exposure. We also live in a polluted environment. You know, unless you're living in the pristine Alps, you're going to be exposed to pollution or smog of some sort. And the challenge with that is, is it breaks down the skin barrier function. And when the skin barrier function gets broken down, the bacteria composition change. So it allows some bacteria to be opportunistic and to over-proliferate and overpopulate, And then they can overwhelm the good bacteria, bacteria of the skin. So it's interesting because in acne, um, people who get acne, everyone has acne bacteria on their skin. But for those who actually get cystic acne, they have strains of acne bacteria that are not even present on a healthy skin. And healthy skins have strains of them that are not available on an acne client skin. And this is important because everyone's heard of our acid mantle and it's what keeps our skin healthy. We don't want to kill off completely all of the acne bacteria. There are healthy strains that we want. What we want to do is diminish the ability of the virulent ones that cause inflammation to be able to take a hold of the skin and cause havoc. So you can do this through prebiotics in products. So things like chicory, uh, inulin, these are classic prebiotics that a lot of manufacturers are using, including us as well. And these actually help to be a food source and only the healthy bacteria can eat them. So it actually redistributes the um, percentages of bacteria on the skin, encouraging healthy bacteria to be um, present on there. And the great thing is the healthy bacteria are increasing hyaluronic acid 
they're helping to stimulate collagen as well. So the healthy bacteria actually have a role. The healthy bacteria do, yes. They have such a a strong effect on ageing as well. So probiotics, there's there's, um, probiotics on the market, but most of them are more postbiotic. And it's the bacterial uh, cell walls that still have an immunomodulatory effect on the skin. So it helps to encourage healthy skin microbiome and also healthy processes in the skin, such as regeneration and removal of skin cells that have been damaged. And, you know, it helps them for them to be expedited from the skin. Jacine, when you are formulating, so going back to your personal story, you went and trained to become a cosmetic chemist and a beauty therapist, and you opened a clinic in Townsville. And in Townsville, you were posting before and afters of your clients who, and you started getting a reputation for healing, very problematic skin. And the problems that you were particularly addressing were eczema, rosacea, and cystic acne. And tell me about, um, I guess the, is there a, Is there a connection between skin that's prone to acne to other skin sensitivities or autoimmune issues? Absolutely. It's uh, it's quite interesting because for years I only thought there were certain ways that acne could form. And then it was actually after I went to a naturopathic conference, and I'm not a naturopath, but I have a love of learning, that I realised that there were other pathways where acne can form in the skin. And one of them is a cytokine called interleukin-17. And what's interesting is that interleukin-17 directly causes acne formation, but it's also the primary cytokine of autoimmune disorders. So there is definitely a link with it. The other thing that's actually interesting is um, this actual cytokine often will present after the birth of a baby boy. So for many women, yes, it's fascinating. Many women have a child, particularly a male boy, and what happens is as when we're pregnant, our DNA of the baby and the mum are mixing. And when it's a boy, normally what happens, because their chromosomes are different, is when we give birth, the immune system will take away any rogue cells that are still left in the body, but occasionally they don't. And so what this happens is those chromosomes, which are XY, are not compatible with our XX. And the body triggers an immune reaction to it. And that's where you get autoimmune disorders occurring. A lot of women don't have autoimmune disorders before they have a baby. It's that, makes, generally- that actually makes sense. Like, yeah. now that you know, you understand how, um, I was reading actually today that there was a 14-year-old girl with leukemia and they yep. did uh, immune therapy with her and changed her CRISPR cells and yep. they completely reversed um her leukemia and what you're saying is that the body has this kind of natural instinct to repel Mm -hmm. anything that's foreign and so if a a woman is pregnant with a boy and has these new chromosomes I, I was when you first started telling that story I was thinking oh maybe her testosterone is elevated but what you're saying is even deeper than that it's actually a chromosome that is foreign to the body Correct. So they, when this first was actually discovered, um, it was by a doctor and she was thought to be a little bit crazy. Um, what she actually found was male DNA in um, in uh, women's bodies after they'd passed away. And they're like, how? And so 
We just know that sometimes the immune system doesn't work effectively and it doesn't remove all of these cells from our body. And when it doesn't remove them, that can trigger, not always, but it can trigger an autoimmune response um, in the actual in the actual body. So, yeah, there's so many ways that it can trigger. It's interesting, too, because acne and rosacea are quite similar in some ways. So uh, with without getting too technical, there is a um, a pathway called toll-like receptors, and acne is toll-like receptor two and four, and um, rosacea is toll-like receptor two. So they're very similar, and because they're similar, it can be often overlooked and misdiagnosed. And so we've seen uh, clients who have got rosacea being treated as though they're an acne client. And they're not getting success because they're not targeting everything they need to do. And the same, you, they, they, it may be rosacea and they're treating them like they're acne. And, of course, with rosacea clients, we actually need more nourishment for our skin. We need more ceramides because we've got a faulty skin barrier function. And most acne um, treatments actually dry the skin out. They don't replenish they the do. barrier. They do, uh, absolutely. Yeah, so you're kind of you're treating one, disturbing the other. And what about correct. eczema? Where does that fit into the scheme of, you know, um, acne, rosacea, autoimmune? Ex- eczema is primarily, um, again, genetic. 70% of it is a faulty skin barrier. So instead of skin cells being really tightly wound together like that, they've actually got a crack. And so what happens is external um influences such as uh, dirt, detergents, the environment, pollution, those little micro fissures in the skin allow those things to get into the skin and they go down to the layers of the skin where they shouldn't be. And again, that sets off an immune response. 30% of, of eczema is actually from a true allergy where they actually are eating something that they shouldn't be eating or they've got a true allergy to something, but the majority is not. And so if you don't actually treat the skin regularly, it will naturally break down again and they will have an eczema flare-up. So eczema and acne are themselves not directly linked, but you'll find that people who have eczema generally have high immunoglobulin E and histamine levels. Yes. So we we are reactive in general. Now, what's fascinating is that acne clients have high histamine levels too. Mm. So it's not a direct; it's more of an indirect link. But there's definitely there's definitely a link with it. And we know also too that eczema clients have gut dysbiosis and and dysfunction. So do acne clients, and so do rosacea clients. So rosacea clients have um, an overgrowth of your helicobacteria pylori. And as a as a consequence of that, the gut and the immune system are all tied as well as your brain. So if we have gut dysfunction, that is going to affect our skin, but it's also going to affect our mood because that all three are linked, the gut, the skin, and the mind. Wow. I mean, we hear this over and over again, but I love that you've explained it so thoroughly and so um, clearly. And then... You went about creating a skincare brand out of your kitchen. Now, I I say this with all so much respect because my background is working for, you know, probably one of the biggest multinational um, skincare companies in the world. And for you to have, A, financed this research yourself, 
gone out and bought small batch ingredients because I don't know if anyone knows, but to buy uh, active ingredients yeah. in small batches is expensive. It's expensive. Yeah. So before you've done any marketing, before you've done any anything, you have to buy the raw ingredients, multiple raw ingredients, and then you have to make a lot of bad batches before you're happy yes. with a batch, and then you have to test it, and then yeah. you have to get it approved. So, yeah. wow, how long did it take? And you said you said earlier you you had another brand, and then yes. it morphed into Rococo Botanicals. Yes. But how did you go from concept and working in your salons? treating patients to, right, I'm going to make my own products? So initially what I did when I first started was I actually just started uh, looking at the back of ingredient bottles. Uh, It's funnily enough, I'd been doing it since I was a child. Whenever there was a food package in front of me, I would read the back of it. I was just curious to see what was in there. And so I started looking at it and then I actually got a few uh, chemistry books and looked at what certain um, functional ingredients that were in cosmetics, um, things like emulsifiers, what their traditional percentage of use was. And so then I started breaking down the ingredient decks to try to work out how much of each possibly was in there. So my first batch actually took me 52 times for the first cleanser to get right. I was about to, like, I'm not surprised, but I am astonished by your perseverance and your commitment both in financial commitment but also time 52 that's that means 51 mistakes yeah yeah and it's 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 funny like you know like I look back at it now and if I had have known what I know now I probably would have got it right within about third time now most times I get it within about the first go but you know we've we've recently launched some new products and our coffee and cream mask took me five times to get right so you never get it right the first go. Um, so it, it was really just learning how to put things together. And then I started buying some books which had some basic formulations in it, but I never used what was in there because, again, the challenge was all of the ingredients they were using were comedogenic. And so I started researching for 17 And let's years. just say comedogenic means that it blocks your uh, pores. So yeah. sorry, I just want to make sure if you're listening for the first time. <laughs> so we we essentially just started trialing things. And because my skin is so acne prone, I would try things on myself. And if it was problematic, I would generally find out quite quickly. And then I would I would offer it out to my friends at the time when I first started. Now my staff also test everything for me as well. They don't have to, but the offer is there if they would like to. Mm. And um, it gives us great feedback, you know, with regards to it because the testing on whether something is going to clog your pores is rarely done anymore. And there are so many new ingredients that come out into the market. And so without testing it, I don't know. And for me, I need to be assured as a brand owner that what I'm delivering to the market is going to actually help them. I don't want to be creating another problem for them. So the thing I want the listeners to know is that your little enterprise from the kitchen and 52 mistakes before you got to a cleanser is now a multi-award winning, multi-million dollar, massively in high growth brand in the US, in Australia. You barely spent any money on marketing. It really works. And because it solves such a fundamental problem, it's word of mouth and 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, it's crazy, right? Absolutely. As as I've said to um, some of our um, suppliers, there is no way you can grow a brand to multi-million. Like we literally did our first start in September and we had to turn it off because we sold out. So, and we were about to do one in November and then I thought maybe we shouldn't because we had Black Friday. So we're about to launch our, our second ad, like literally either today or tomorrow. But if your product is no good, you could never grow to that level because, as we all know, in this industry, people will go and leave a review if it's negative. They're more likely to leave a negative review than a positive. And so, you know, for us it's been a testimony to the results that we deliver with our brand. And many of our customers have struggled for years before they've found us and they've almost been about to give up. And, um, yeah, it, it's fascinating. Like our, our body cream we've just launched, I hadn't have even thought of this, but someone I spoke to the other day and it was a male, it wasn't a female. So that product is for everyone. And he has lost 70 kilos or so from gastric band surgery. And he was about to go and have um, basically the skin removed, but he's got tattoos all over him. And he didn't want to ruin his tattoos. And I hadn't even thought of how that would impact their lives for men who have lost weight, who don't, even women are the same, they don't want to ruin it. So to be able to give them an option for firming So you created a product that essentially tightens skin. It's literally like a tummy tuck in a jar. That is a big call. That is a big call. And I had a tummy tuck. I had, last year I had... um, my stomach separation fixed because I thought it's now or never we're in lockdown I'm going to get it done and then while I was having that fixed I had the skin tightened and it was the most brutal experience of my life it took me six weeks at least to stand up straight it hurt it was it like threw me out of alignment it was it, it it is the most brutal surgery I was cut from ear to ear I've been doing these videos about my scar revision but you know and I always say to people do not go down that path unless yep. you know you really really want to and you really really have to but gosh like if I had met you and you said to me here here is a tummy time I mean it wouldn't have solved my separation issue but definitely the skin tightening I'd be in so are you, you know, what, what is the ingredient that actually, or what is the, what is the science behind skin tightening where you can topically cure it without an invasive procedure? So with a lot of people who've lost a lot of weight, you've got, you've got loss of elasticity predominantly in the skin and collagen. And collagen's really easy to produce, but elastin is not so easy to produce. And so most products on the market are, are not targeting elastin. So we're targeting the elastin in the skin. And I mean, honestly, when we first launched this product, can I be honest, Baha, it wasn't meant to be this good. <laughs> I had already planned out two other products, and this was meant to be a general all-rounder, and then the results started rolling in and we're like, what have we created here? This is phenomenal. So we had one client who'd lost 38 kilos and she literally had like a bit of a flap from the excess. I mean, it happens all the time. It happens yeah. all the time. Even, even if you haven't lost a lot of weight, mums who've had babies 
who've gotten belly, you know, like a mummy belly afterwards because the skin has been stretched and mm. it doesn't snap back. And so the results started coming in. So one of the clients had used the product for um, two months and literally there is no flap anymore. We have another client at the moment. We're getting trial results today. She's been using the product for a month, but she said within three days of her using the product, she could see a difference and she's lost 70 kilos. So Can you use it everywhere? Can you use it on your arm? Can you use it on your buttocks? Can you use it around? You know, one of the areas that I I always get um, queries about is the elbows and knees. It's very hard to treat those areas. You can you can absolutely. The only place we don't recommend it for is the face and the neck. Um, and I certainly wouldn't uh, I wouldn't put it on breasts either. Uh, so the formula is besides firming the skin, it's lipolytic, which means it dissolves fat cells as well. So it helps to increase the thermogenic properties of the skin. So you're actually increasing the healthy brown fat and reducing the white fat, which causes cellulite as well. So this is what makes it um, so great. And it doesn't also give a burning sensation. There's a lot of products on the market for cellulite and firming, and literally they feel like the skin is on fire. They're incredibly unpleasant. So this that's because not... of the high levels of caffeine, which is traditionally used, right? In yeah, those... it's, it's the actors that they're using, whereas what we're actually using is like an unroasted shea butter, and it gives a really, really cooling effect on the skin. So there's multiple actives in it. It's the shea butter, it's the avocado, it's lactobionic, it's multi there's muramura butter, acai oil, takuma butter. There's so many of them. And one of the things I've realized over the last four years is that when I used to show and share my results with my suppliers, they were always quite shocked. And I, I started to realize it's sometimes not even about the ingredient. It's actually the way it's put together. It's like giving someone the same ingredients to make a cake and someone creates a masterpiece and the other person creates something a little bit different. And so I think it's the synergy of the actives together, but it absolutely firms the skin up. Like every single person I've given it to has been wowed. by. I like, want it wowed. to be given to me. I don't know how I'm... I- I'm going to send you one, but to give you an idea, I am so confident on this product. We're actually giving a 200% money back guarantee because I know how many consumers have been burnt by products. And you see them all on social media and they're advertising and then you read the comments and there's people saying, oh, these things don't work, you know. And Well, my and brain what... is saying these things don't work and, you know, I've got you on my show and so I need to be super respectful, but... Yeah. I, I do you know something that you said about you know putting ingredients together? I think is really interesting because I think there's the ingredients list. I think it's the way that you formulate it. Yep. But I also think, and laugh at me if you will, there is an element of magic. And the beauty industry is nothing if not alchemy. Yeah. And I have seen over and over again, I've been in the industry for a very long time, that often the the special fairy dust is something unexplainable and it's the founder's profound belief in what they're doing or incredibly grounded intention to help people that somehow seeps into the product 
and makes it better. And I'll tell you a story. I used to work for Estee Lauder Group of Companies, and I was at a training event in New York for one of the brands that I was running in Australia called Origins. And we were walking back from an event, and I was walking back with the head of uh, R&D for the entire group. And I said to him, I have a question to ask you. I hope you don't mind. And he said, what? And I said, does La Mer really work? Because La Mer is an Estee Lauder brand. And he said, look, when we bought La Mer from uh, Max Huberman, we went into his laboratory and saw the process of how he was fermenting the seaweed and the way that it was all set up. And, you know, the brand has all this historical reference of being able to do so many incredible things. And he said, Max Huberman used to play music Mm. to the fermenting seaweed. And we were kind of like, oh, can we skip this step as part of the production? But they decided to keep all the magic, all the secret sauce. And the head of R&D Pestel Lauder Group said, you know, Mr. Lauder and I, when we play golf, we always wear Le Mer and it works. So, you know, that's one of the biggest success stories in the world. And it's interesting that you have had this incredible successful um, brand that also has this kind of the beginning from a need, a desire, an absolute, um, you know, not a marketing vision, but a problem-solving vision. And I do believe somewhere along the line, there's fairy dust and it happens every now and then and it helps people and it creates amazing brands that are remembered forever. So I'm I'm excited for you because when you when you're telling me your stories and when I read about you, yep. I remember that story. I, I think there's definitely something for intention and energy. And I, I dare say with the music that you were talking about, music is energetic. It changes our vibration, it changes how we feel. And so I mean, they know that if you play Mozart to babies, they're smarter. It it taps into areas of the brain and that that are different but definitely I I would agree with you on that I think there's there's something about it and and what's interesting is whenever I set the intention of creating something new or fixing a problem I literally there will be things that drop into my inbox which are exactly what I'm wanting there's something with it there is a magic to it and I also had the same conversation with Miranda Kerr I've known her for a long time now since she started her Cora brand and you know, she has she creates very intentionally, yeah. and you know she brings in crystals and um, words and her uh, product development process. And you know, if you just thought thought about it from a marketing perspective or a traditional pathway to creating cosmetic and skincare products, it would be counterintuitive. But it there is an alchemy there, and her products are super successful and they work and. She has a cult following, not just because she's beautiful and she's yeah. Miranda Kerr, but because people return to the brand and yeah. your success has been a return over and over again. What is the number one product in your range? What What is the, if we were, I haven't tried anything, so I can tell you this is not an ad. I'm, I'm genuinely so curious about your, your story and your business. If I were to start, what would be? Where would I start? 
I would start with our Ruby Crystal Cleanser. This is the product that we won the LA Awards for. It Our best product used to be the pore cleansing oil, but since we have released the Ruby Crystal Cleanser, it has been our number one bestseller. Like it, we we basically are, you know, trying to keep it on the shelf. We're, we're, we're ramping up production. So it's a it's an oily-based gel that's got sugar surfactants in there. It's ultra hydrating, effortlessly removes makeup. It's great because it also treats pigmentation, calms inflammation, prevents breakouts, helps prevent the um, ramifications of mask wearing as well, and it's anti-aging and stimulates collagen. So it's like a seven-in-one cleanser. So and you're not just an acne brand. So no. you are a skin brand. Correct. Anything to do with skin, skin is my passion. So we started out as acne and we had to break that mold to go, no, we just don't do acne. We are phenomenal with anti-aging. So even if you don't have sensitivities, I think for most women, they just want to look as good as they can for their age. Like I don't want to look 20. I'm 52. I just want to look good for my age. And I think, you know, for me that that was absolutely the way that I approached when I launched yeah. Ageless is I actually, I, I don't care how old I am. I'm about to turn 49. It's exciting for me. I feel yeah. good. I feel better yeah. than I have it, sometimes in my 20s and 30s. I, I know how to regulate my hormones. I've had all my blood tests, genetic tests. I'm under great care. I use great skincare. I eat good food. Um and, you know, I'm way more informed than I was in my 20s and 30s. And, and in some ways, I look better. Um, so I totally hear you. And I love that, you know, someone whose passion is skin is, is creating products. Um, I want to ask you a question. Does your ruby crystal cleanser have yes. crystals in it? Yes, it does have rubies in it. Uh, <laughs> it does. Why it rubies? Does. Why rubies? Um, they're known for their esoteric properties of healing and detoxification. So yes, it does have rubies. We we also have um a crystal stone range which has got platinum, diamond, sapphire, and I think it's gold in it as so well. So in the skincare? In the skincare, yeah. Well, we know that gold and silver and copper and um and also diamonds, pearls have Yep. been used in skincare before, which leads me to another question. You are going down the path of Indigenous ingredients. And to me, that, again, feels a little bit like the alchemy and going back to magical ingredients that have been used and tested and trialed for thousands of years. Tell me about what brought you to Indigenous ingredients. So it's it's interesting. We'd naturally been drawn to them anyway and had started including them into our products. And then just from a, a chance, although I don't believe there are chances, business meeting, I happened to be connected with um, an Indigenous man called James Tribe. And so he had access to plants that are not normally available in cosmetics, such as Gumby Gumby, um, old, man, old Man's Weed, which is your centipede Cunningham. And so we are launching in the middle of the year for the first time Rococo Native. And this is all Australian Indigenous plants that have been used traditionally by um, the Indigenous community for healing. 
So that's exciting for us because some of the uh, actual plants, we've managed to isolate uh, compounds from them, which are for the first time being discovered in Australian plants. They've never even been known to even be present. And so we've partnered also with a um, a scientist, uh, Dr. Nicholas Sadgrove, who used to be the chief commercialization scientist at Kew Royal Botanic Gardens. So we've actually had these scientifically validated to show that they've got efficacy. But what was most mind-blowing for me was when we started down this journey is I just thought all gumby trees would have benefit. No, they don't. So that's that was what was fascinating, that just because it's like a tea tree or a gumby, they don't all possess the same uh, capabilities of, of healing. And Is that because of the, new, the way that it's been grown or Correct. where it's grown? Correct. It's the soil. It's the nutrients. It's where it is. And so this was fascinating to me because I just assumed that all be the same, but no. And um, so we've actually tested and, and earmarked where all of these trees are that do have the maximum efficacy for yet their medicinal qualities, and they are the ones that we're using to extract. So that to, to us, that's really unique because no one else in Australia is doing this. That is really, I mean, and it makes perfect sense, you know, when yeah. when someone is ill or, for example, um, in cancer, one of the first things that they say is, you know, eat organic food, uh, look for the best quality ingredients that you can ingest because, you know, provenance does matter, low pesticides does matter, the quality of the soil does matter. And, you know, we, we've become more and more aware of that. So it makes perfect sense that if you're formulating yep. skincare, particularly for sensitive or sensitized skin or problematic skin conditions, you would want the source of the ingredients to be as pure as possible. So will Rococo Botanicals and Rococo Natives sit side by side or are they, uh, is it one brand? What, how does that look? It will, it will be one brand. So we've we've got at the moment Rococo Professional, then we've got, which is products that are exclusive in the clinics, Rococo Botanicals. We've also got Rococo here and then we've got Rococo Native. And my intention eventually is also to bring out Rococo Baby. Wow. Because of my granddaughter and because I know that so many things are genetic, you know, it, it is a challenge for the, for those people. Like we've got um, some of our clinic owners who've got grandbabies or the clients have got grandbabies who've got skin challenges and nothing on the market is working for them. And so everything that I do has always necessitated from a need. It's never been a commercial reason for doing something it's just purely been an, a genuine desire to actually help people and alleviate their pain because literally when you can't fix a problem you are in pain so for me I love that I mean my background's nursing so of course I'm a nurturer and I'm a curer um, so for me it's a it's just a natural extension of it well I cannot wait to try everything in the range but I, I also believe you're writing a book. I am. So we, we are launching in um, late March my book called Just Go For It, How to Grow a Multi-Million Dollar Business with No Paid Ads, which is literally our story of Rococo. So we've grown it. And in that book, I share my insights and strategies of how I've done what I've done with no paid advertising so that other people can then follow in my footsteps because I believe by elevating other people, we elevate everyone and it makes the world a better place. 
Is there nothing you can't do? And I love, I love the, as I said at the beginning of, uh, of our chat, this is a multi kind of conversation. One, one is about adult acne, rosacea, eczema. The other one is about, you know, um, launching a brand. But the sub theme of this is wisdom, experience, and the ability to use all of that experience to reimagine how how you're going to be and who you are. And I think that makes perfect sense that of course you're also writing a book to help people in their business as well as you know transforming how they feel about themselves and look I want to finish by asking you how did you know overcoming your skin conditions and challenges how did that affect how you felt about yourself as a woman as a uh, as a businesswoman as a mother as a grandmother it truly was like such a liberating process, can I be honest? Like I I think when you've got a, a skin condition, it impacts you psychologically so much. Um, you know, like for me when I was a teenager, I wouldn't wear certain clothes because it would show my scarring or I would have a breakout on my back. And so to be able to be confident, to be able to look in the mirror and love what you see that's that's gold and it's not even acne I know there have been children who have been 12 who are covered head to toe in eczema and all they've wanted for their birthday is to look normal and so I think for for sometimes we don't understand how much it impacts the way that they perceive themselves and to me that's so important because how we see ourselves and our perception of ourselves ultimately affects our self-confidence and that also affects how well we do in life it affects our mental state so to me to be able to overcome that and to be able to help others in the process I, I couldn't have asked for a more rewarding career to be honest Jason it was so lovely to meet you it was really a pleasure and um I can't wait to hear about what this new year is going to bring for your business and um, the growth that you're experiencing in the US and internationally and here in Australia as well. But I, I just want to thank you so much and thank you for creating the products that are helping so many people. You know, it doesn't matter whether you discover a solution to a problem in your 60s or in your 20s, whenever something is, you know, that aha moment comes or an amazing product comes or a solution comes, it's never too late. Never too late. Thank you, Baha. It's been a it was, pleasure. It was so good to meet you. Ageless by Rescue is brought to you by Rescue Me Academy, Reignite Your Relationship course. Love your relationship but miss the early days? You're not alone. This course will teach you how to identify your issues, stop the fighting, find what you need to be happy, re-spark intimacy and keep the lines of communication open. Join us at rescuemeacademy.com.au to learn more about the program and to download your first free lesson. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please share and rate this episode. I'd love that.